Hi guys. Um, before we do the interview with my friend Nicholas Moon, which is going to be in about 10, 15 minutes, I wanted to jump on here and address the situation that's going on in Palestine, Ohio. Um, I heard a podcast episode and I've been following the story uh, since uh, it first was released. If you didn't know, in the town of Palestine, Ohio, a population of 4,700 people, a North Folk uh, train derailed and spilled a, an astronomical amount of toxic fumes into the air. And right now, the people in that town are basically fighting for their life, literally, unfortunately, because the governor and Norfolk doesn't want to do anything. And the reason you probably haven't heard any of this on mainstream media is because the media doesn't want you to. And most of the stock uh, market and, and big company investors into the Norfolk, the railroad company, are also in the deep pockets of the media, the mainstream media like CNN, Fox, CBS. So you might be hearing this on your local channel, but not main, or it's not gone viral all over social media. I was severely surprised of how um, non uh, just contagious this news was because of that. And then I realized. It's a railroad company, and if we know anything about railroad and oil and all of those lucrative businesses, they have their hands in many various different pots. So, but I want to focus on the people of this town because, my gosh, I mean, they decided to do a control burn. The Governor Stein, of Governor of Ohio, which Governor Stein, I'm just going to say you're a criminal for what you've done to the people of Ohio and this, this town and counties uh, next to it. The control burn released more toxic fumes and spread them more uh, farther than just the just uh, controlled town of Palestine. It's now in uh, various other counties. And then he has the audacity to get up in a press conference and say, you need to evacuate. And I just want to say these people live check to check and nine to five. And how, how do you expect someone of 4,700 people to just go somewhere else when they don't have the money to? There aren't hotels. There aren't people they know that live closer. Maybe there's a few, but what about everyone else? And Norfolk refuses to take responsibility of the situation that they caused. This was their train. This was their uh, mess up. And they refused to do anything about it. They refused to offer any aid. They refused to offer any financial aid. And when a town hall meeting was held in the high school gym, they basically ignored everybody who was yelling and, you know, an outcry of help and desperation to do something. And so many other people um, have come forward and actually helped more than the the actual government and the company who has the resources and has the power to do something. And I want to take this time to just express how upsetting it is that the government won't even have its own people's back when there's something that's out of their control and something like this that nobody asked for. Palestine didn't ask for this. Uh, the people living there didn't ask for this. Nobody asked for a massive amount of toxin fumes that are in the air these people can't even drink their own water right now. They can't bathe. They can't step outside. Livestock is dropping by the minute. Farmers are being affected both financially and when it comes to their vocation. Uh, that's what they do is, is trade livestock. It, it's coming down to just messing with the everyday 
you know, person's wallet and livelihood and health. And, you know, I just keep asking myself, when does it stop? When does this, you know, wanting to point fingers, take the blame, or maybe just not wanting to take the blame at all and do anything? It's just, when do we stop covering it up and we start doing something about it? Because at the end of the day, whose fault it is, Norfolk, the government, whoever it is, it doesn't matter. Everyday lives are being affected. Everyday lives are, people are dying. There's going to be 10, 20, 30 years of side effects of this that's just going to, you know, um, continue and spread. And, it doesn't matter whose fault it is. What matters is who. We're, what are we going to do and who's going to step up to the plate? And right now, Norfolk is facing a ton of lawsuits. And honestly, I, I hate saying this, but they're really not going to do anything about it. There's not going to be a payout. They're not going to get they might give a little bit of chunk of cash to them, but it's not going to be enough to cover the overall cost of health damages, livestock damages. Um, just people's everyday life. I, there's a woman who uh, was on the news. She was talking about how she lived in this town for 30 years, and now she just has to move out of the blue over something that wasn't her fault. And guys, it, it's just absolutely upsetting. And Norfolk, uh, your company's fraud, your joke, um, it's absolutely criminal what you're doing to these people and not taking responsibility. And then your only option is to find a cheap uh, way to get rid of this when in reality your controlled burn spread this among other counties. Now, other people are being affected by it. So if anybody that hears this that works for Norfolk, I'm sorry that your company, it is absolutely just, um, like I said, criminal and just, just, not taking responsibility you're not helping you're not doing the right thing here in this situation and people's lives are at stake people's vocations at stake people's health is at stake right now and people's kids uh can't even bathe they can't drink the water they can't cook and that's just basic necessity we all need water we all need to go outside and get fresh air people's pets are dying and they won't they are dying because you refuse to do the right thing which is to properly send in a crew to clean it up a proper way by the book and because your company wanted to save a few extra million dollars by not providing the up-to-date necessary brakes for your railroad cars and you sent a railroad car that is overly out uh, um overly overweight and probably a massive long railroad car of uh, over 150 cargo trains um and with the not up-to-date uh, tools and not up to date safety checks because you decide to cut down on the time for that and you decide to cut down 35% of your employment and cut down your sick leave pay to one day a year. I mean, what do you expect from a company who mistreats its employees and works them to death? It's just, it's not an excuse, but it's what's happening. That's the reality right now. And, you know, it just has to get better. And I'm just at, uh, wanting to take this time go on social media express your upsetness about this express your you know how upset you are at governor stein about this and just you know guys when does it stop when's the government going to start looking out for us i have a feeling we're not going to get that anytime soon but at the same time maybe one day maybe this is a wake-up call maybe this will be the very uh necessary unfortunate tragedy 
that might wake up other people in other counties and other leaders and states to step up to the plate and take its time and, and take a responsibility for the people that they're uh, put in charge of. They're in charge of leading. Stop leading people astray. Stop not looking out for your people and start looking out for them. Start taking care of them because that's what you're there for. You're there to make a difference. You have the power. You have the authority. You have the resources. Take advantage of it for the people. Take care of the people that are working every day, the, the nine to five, the everyday working class people who are doing their best. Step up for them. Have their back. Stop running and hiding when push comes to shove because you don't want to take ownership of a problem and because maybe you have money involved in it maybe you've invested in it who cares because at the end of the day those people don't care about your influential uh position they don't care about what you have invested they have lives they have families they have children they have pets they have livestock they have a vocation too so start looking out for them too but i just want to get on here before our main part of the session and just add this in and express my just deep um, sympathy for the people of Palestine. I, I can't imagine what you're going through right now. And I, I'm so sorry this happened to you. You didn't ask for it and we're praying for you. You have all the love, all the support, all the prayers. I just ask that you stay safe and look out for each other and come together. This isn't a time of division. This isn't a time of driving wedge between people. This is a time to come together and meet each other in the middle and help each other out. But guys, that's just what I wanted to do for this uh, session here. In a minute, I'm going to be interviewing my best friend, Nicholas Moon. And um, yeah, we'll get to it right now. Hey guys, happy Saturday morning. I'm not sure when you're listening to this, but happy Saturday morning from me to you. Um, guys, welcome to the Takeaway Show. If you're new, Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining. If you're a regular listener, thank you for the love and support. Uh, you guys rock. Without you, the show wouldn't be possible. It's an exciting morning. I'm so excited and so happy. I'm going to be interviewing my best friend of seven years, Nick Moon. Uh, he's an awesome friend. He's a great brother. And we're going to share some laughs, some stories, some experiences. I can't wait for you guys to meet him. So let's go ahead and, um, oh, first I wanted to give a shout out. Sorry. Uh, I wanted to give a shout out to another podcast, Gina Capone. Uh, she is awesome. I got to a chance to listen to her podcast. She reached out to me and it's absolutely an, it's an amazing podcast. You can, uh, find Gina Capone on SoundCloud at Gina Capone podcast. Um, and you can also find her on Instagram at the Gina Capone and guys go give her a listen. Um, great podcaster she talks about life music she's authentic great sessions so give her a uh, shout she actually reached out to me about guest starring on her podcast one day so i'm so excited to be able to be able to partner with her and do that but go give her a listen again gina capone on instagram and 
at Gina Capone, the podcast on SoundCloud. All right, guys. Well, let's call up my best friend, Nicholas Moon, and let's get to interviewing. Nick. I've been awaiting your call. I know. We're live right now. Um, I was in the middle of doing another session there. Um, Nick, thank you for doing uh, this for me, taking the time to be on the show. Welcome to The Takeaway. <clears throat> wow, it feels great to be on the show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one that I haven't even watched yet. Oh, boy, yeah. We probably <laughs> should mention that. Nick, I think we should start off. Before we get into introducing you, there's something we need to address. We need to address the hat. We should tell the story about the hat. Should we tell the story? Uh, we, should, uh, we should absolutely <laughs> tell the story about the uh, infamous. The infamous. Hat. Okay, so the story about the hat, guys. I don't know if you checked my Instagram. Uh, I posted a story about the Superman hat, and some of you probably looked at it. Were like, what? So about six or seven years ago, I was at a Six Flags with some friends, and I went to the DC store, the superhero store, and I came across this Superman hat that like had red roses imprinted on it, and then the symbol, the Superman symbol in the middle, and I bought it. It was like for 30 bucks. I was like 17 at the time, and I had that hat for about two years. I have a ton of pictures of myself in it, and I think I lost it in Nick's car. He... he continues to deny it um never could find it he never could find it in his car but i swear it was in his old car but i was coming across ebay the other day because i was looking at some pictures um old pictures and i came across that picture of that hat so i was like i'm gonna find that hat and what do you know ebay of all the places ebay had it for 20 bucks and i was like i just have to have it and yesterday it came in the mail just in time for our session nick so i am really happy and- what I'm is so special about the hat <laughs> is that's the hat that he was wearing when we first met. At a yes, gym. yes, that's what's so special about it. I had a lot of memories. I don't know. I'm very confused right now. I'm kind of in a between a rock and a hard place. Should I continue as if I never lost the hat, or should I pick it up where just kind of start anew with it? I feel like. It, Start anew with it. It's not the real. It's not the original. It's not the original. It'll never be the original. Yeah. Well, Nick. Um. Again, thank you for doing this. Let's get started with you. Um. I guess we should tell everybody how we met. Uh. You want to go ahead and share that story of how we met? Twenty sixteen. Yeah. Camp victory in Cartwright, Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I believe. For those of you that don't know, the greenhouse at camp was the place that, the place where we held the the worship sessions and a lot of the sermons that they had there. They like there was a big concrete slab and it was a big like big green canopy type like metal awning, you could say. Yeah. We called it the greenhouse. Well, it was I don't know. I, I want to say it was like afternoon sometime and all the everybody everybody was in the greenhouse and uh i had randomly seen you you know i was an intern you were a camper and i had just seen you and i noticed your hat and i was like that's a cool hat so i you know i went over there and i told you hey man i like your hat that's cool and what did you what did you say i was just like yeah whatever cool i was just like yeah you know you said you were like 
<laughs> I was very brief, and I was just well, like, our, our, friendship, <laughs> our friendship didn't really start until after camp was completely yeah, over. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess, what, you, you, you had just seen me on your, like, suggested friends list on Facebook and thought you'd hit me up? Yeah, I, I recognized you, and I was just like, oh, who's this crazy? Because your profile picture at the time was you in that red, white, and blue hat. And so I, I guess it was my way of getting back at you for complimenting my hat. And I yeah, guess yeah, I yeah. felt really bad. And um, so, and I just hit you up. And, man, I remember that night like it was yesterday. We did, we hit it off so well. You know, we spent all night on Messenger talking. Um, just like how, how much commonality we had. And we still have. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And, you know, that first night just talking to you. And I didn't, at that time, I didn't have a lot of friends. I had my work friends, but, you know, they were really cool people. But then I, I didn't have really anybody in my life that was solid, you know, and, th- and that was that was stable. And I was going through a time in my life, you know, at 17, you know, you're going through so much. And my, as you know, my personal story, you know, it was just a roller coaster of just events and I, I found a friend, you know, I found a solid, stable friend through you and with all the commonality you have, you know, and we were just, we were just, you know, crazy. You know, I remember that, I think it was like the first night we FaceTimed each other. You remember, and I dared you to go outside and yell, Clown Lives Matter. <laughs> and you did. And then you like, you, you dared me to post a picture of the, my mustard bottle that I had in my fridge. Oh, it was just stupid. It was stupid, stupid. But it was it was funny, you know, and it was just like, you know, there was this kind of this break from the real world, you know, for a minute. And I think like, you know, for all the listeners, if you know, you're you're maybe wanting that person in your life, you know, at the right time, you know, God's gonna open that door. He's gonna allow that person to step into your life. And for me, it wasn't until I was seventeen. I didn't have a lot of friends. You know, I I, I don't know if I remember if I told you the story, Nick. Uh, about my friend Connor in high school, um, homeschool group. Uh, him and I were friends, and then one day he like I called him to just check in on him, and he was just basically like, "I was only friends with you to make myself feel better," um, you know, oh, wow. you know. And it's just you know, I didn't have a lot of stability like that. I was just kind of like in and out. Um, so you know, it's just to listeners. You know, if you don't have that person, maybe you had temporary friendships. Like Nick and I are are a living testimony of. At least, well, for me, I, on his side, he had a lot of friends at the time. But from on my side, um, it's just a testimony that you just just wait, you know, just wait because you never know. I mean, Nick, I I never would have met you if I didn't take that thirty dollars I had in my bank account and, and sign up for camp. You know, it was just an on on a fly decision, and um, so but yeah, that's that's how we met. It's just been you know we've just been riding um all along, you know, ever since that day. Um, but Nick, um, gosh, I I have so much I want to talk about, but you're, um, you just got married. Let's talk about you. You just got married. I was one of your, uh, groomsmen at your wedding. Um, how's the married life? (laughs) Yeah, bro. It's great. I, I would give it a 10 out of 10 for sure. Yeah. Getting married. You know, we did long distance for four years straight, and then we got married, and then, like, just boom, out of nowhere, we're both living in the same place. When, we, when you know, before, we were, we had never seen each other a lot, 
I would only go visit her, you know, once or twice a month. And uh, so, yeah, we didn't really get a lot of one-on-one interaction with each other. It was usually through FaceTime or, like, phone call or text or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been crazy. It's been different. It has been crazy. It's been different for sure. Like, just the shock of it happening all at once. But, I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's just different. Living with somebody... Um, for the first time like that being in a relationship right so it's been it's been great though like coming home to somebody every day you know that they're there for you whatever happens they're there for you and then you for them exactly and then having having jacks and it's been been (laughs) great dog jacks um he's our son He's our fur baby. <laughs> Your first child. <laughs> yeah, our first child. Yeah, so that's been great, too. That's been even better. Just like, so we've already been, like, immediately thrown into the being, you know, parents, quote-unquote parents together. Cause, right. I mean, you know, I, I'm sure having a real kid is different, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But, but I'd say having a dog is obviously as well pretty similar you know in a lot of ways to having a real child so that's been cool but yeah it's been great yeah uh getting married moving into a completely new town where neither one of us know anybody we don't know the roads we don't know you know anything about the town (laughs) so it's just been and that's something both of us really kind of wanted um in the beginning, because, you know, I lived in Oklahoma, she lived in Texas, and, she, you know, she didn't want to move to my town, and I didn't want to move to her, so we kind of just, like, that was a compromise we both made, like, hey, let's just move to a town where neither one of us has been, where we're equally, you know, the same distance apart from our family and friends and whatnot, and boom, it worked out perfectly. That's I told awesome. her... You know, we we kind of picked we picked a town. We picked it. I told her, you know, we'll we'll both look for a house. If you find one, we'll you know, and I'll get it. I'll make all the, you know, I'll take all the steps to get it. And that's exactly what happened. She found it. She sent me the house, and I contacted the guy. And we set it all up, and you know, lo and behold, here we are. That's crazy. You know, you know, as you know, Brendan and I just did an episode about, you know, our story and um, our relationship. Uh, what if, if any, which I know you have, that being your friend, what are some like, you know, have you sat down and thought about some long-term goals about your relationship of, you know, kind of, I know you just got married in November, but have you kind of looked in the future of like where you want to see yourself five, ten years in your marriage and like lessons you've learned and, you know, just kind of where do you want to be at with experience? You know, what level do you want to be at? Which, what do you want to have accomplished Absolutely. by then? Absolutely. Um, we talk about future plans on the regular basis. Like, obviously this place is just temporary. That was our first uh, thought, too. Like, this very first place we get we're going to be here for a year and then we're going to, we're going to buy a house and you're here in the same town, but we're going to buy one. 
you know, so it's going to be ours. We're going to all that, you know, all the good stuff that comes with actually buying one. Um, I mean, some people like to rent, you know, for the rest of their lives. I mean, I don't, I'm just not one of those people. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel so, that. I mean, it's not bad because, I mean, you get a, you get a landlord. If something goes wrong, it's not really on you. Um, so there's, I mean, there's pros and cons to it, but no, yeah, that's our, I think that's our biggest goal is to buy a house and, um, you know, at the end of this year and, you know, we both, we've both been talking about, you know, different career paths too. Like one thing I had thought about is she already is a cosmetologist, you know, she's got her license for it. She went to school for it. And, uh, that's a big thing that's been our, been on our hearts lately is, uh, like me possibly going and getting mine and being, becoming a barber. And, uh, that way we could open our own place and, you know, just cut hair together. Wow. That's awesome. This is the first time hearing of this one. So I'm very, I'm really shocked. Uh, cutting hair together at our own like salon, you know, barbershop, whatever. I could see it. I could see that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, one day, God willing, maybe we, maybe we get real big and we can hire people and, and then, you know, we don't have to work if we don't need to, you know? Open multiple locations, you know, yeah, something like that. Maybe we a chain one do you know you never you, sky's the limit sky's the limit you it really know. is yeah and whenever you put your mind to something and you go for it who knows right so that's that's just just one thing that's been on my heart and mind lately um as of right now we're we're good where we are you know we're we're both working a lot we're both doing our thing together saving money um we'll see we'll see where we go at the end of the year heck yeah and um one more question i guess revolving around relationships i i gave my advice to people who who are looking forward to getting married or about to get married on your side i want to hear from you your perspective what advice would you give somebody who who maybe came up and asked you hey i want to get married i'm looking forward to getting married um what advice could you give me what advice would you give that person that's a good one um i would say a really a really big one is something that's really important is um don't jump to conclusions mm -hmm. With anything, um, don't assume. Don't assume. Don't assume things, because you don't. You don't know. Like I feel like a lot of times we think we know our spouse um, more than we do. We actually do. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, yeah. But I feel like we we think we know them more than we do. And, you know, and I feel like that's just a, a thing people in general do. They, we jump to conclusions. We like, we like to 
assume and like just take a guess as to what the other person's gonna say or what they're thinking. We like to kind of like we kind we like to know everything, right? I feel like as just human beings. So I feel like that's rare, it's, but it's very important not to do that in a in a relationship, a marital relationship, because it, it just leads to. You know, it just leads to arguments. It leads to nothing but distress, really. Right. Yeah, no. It, I feel like we do that too often. That's a good one. That's I actually have never really heard that before. Um, it's crossed my mind. But hearing from someone else actually addressing it, that's that's really good. You know, I find that doing it myself, doing that to, you know, not just, you know, my wife. But I think yeah. that just in general in relationships too is I struggle with that superiorly. Like I, I'm just like, Oh, I'm automatically assuming someone is just against me or I'm automatically assuming they're just doing something when in reality, it's just this rational explanation. Yeah. And reality, everything, you know, everything's fine. They're cool. Every, you know, I'll give you an example. Like, like, kind of like you just said, like say me and my wife are, like having a conversation and we kind of have a disagreement about something. Um, yeah, I might, I might automatically assume that she's thinking a certain thing when she's in reality, she's not, or say the fight, like that's another good one. Say like we're done arguing or whatever. And like, she has done forgiving me. I had done forgiving her. Everything's cool. But in my head, I'm, I'm assuming and I'm, I'm thinking like, oh, she's probably still mad at me. She's just saying she's okay. You know? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I feel like we do that a lot, too. Like, I feel like that's that's something that we as people do too often. Like, we just overthink and we we assume. Like, oh, they're... And so, it just, it just adds to, you know, the distress of it all. Right. We're just... We're just putting more amongst ourselves that than there needs to be on us. I worded that very weirdly, but <laughs> no, no, no. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're putting, we're putting more on ourselves than there is. You're doubling your work basically in your so relationship. That, that would be my advice. Yeah. That's, that's good don't, advice. Don't overthink. Don't make it more than it is. Right. Don't be presumptuous. Yeah, no, no, for sure. You know, it's it's crazy that, you know, that my next session I'm going to do um, here in the future uh, in a couple weeks, uh, it's going to be about connecting with people. And I, um, a lot of the stuff that I'm, I'm talking about, something that I suck at. Um, so uh, the irony, right? Um, but so I think that I, I have a lot that I need to work on with connecting people, but I, I it's so hard today because um, it's just like the relationships are so much more transactional, you know? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of went over that in my last, my one episode, the loud silence, which if you haven't listened to guys, go listen to it. It's a good one. It's a tearjerker, but um, it's just like relationships. So de- today are just like, okay, I got something from you. You got something out of me. We're done. And, I think if like we took it like a deeper dive beyond the surface, you know, 
even with our spouse, I think like you were saying, you know, there's people that have been married 10, 20 years and then they get divorced. It's like, and you wonder, how did that happen? Why? Well, I can give you a little bit of an, a clue. Maybe they didn't go deeper in kind of knowing their spouse. You know, maybe they didn't take that plunge into just kind of like asking the right questions. And, you know, one thing led to another, you know, and, and, and people use the word like, oh, it gets boring or you fall out of love. No, that's a choice. You're, you know, Absolutely. you're, you're really choosing to kind of fall out of love you're choosing not to work at it and make it well yeah love is a choice yeah you know so when people say that i'm kind of just like eh, i think that's an excuse you know because you don't have to you know there's people out there that have been married 40 50 60 years you know how did they make it work you didn't last 10 you lasted 10 20 years you know so i mean there's obviously well, some some people get married and they get divorced in a year yeah you know a few months. yeah and, and, and I do believe that sometimes you could do something a little bit too early um, without getting to know that person or really, really knowing that that's who you're going to wake up to. You know, that's really who you're that's who you're going to see every day. That's who you're going to have to tell the your deepest, darkest secrets to. Do you trust that person? Is that really the person you want to be with? And, and kind of transitioning to this into just friendships, you know, too, is I mean, you can be like you and I, like we first started friends and we had a lot of commonality, but I could have cut the cord with, okay, that's how far you're going to go. You know, I'm yeah. just going to call you up when I have a funny story or a really crazy experience, but that's how but far. We, we really dug deep into our relationship. Right. Like, like we've told each other like as many stories as we can think of from our childhood and just things that we had experienced um we've shared our our personal like perspectives on different things with each other right and i want listeners so we, to know we've done, that with, we've done that with so many things and we've all, what what also has helped which uh, what i feel like always helps in a, a relationship is if you've been brought up similarly right or like you had you had like similar childhoods you know in ways or you just had like similar interests growing up like you like the same movies same music you know so on and so forth and we definitely had yeah for sure and i want listeners to know and not everything you know nick and i in our friendship we agree on which is yeah. crazy right we don't agree on everything but we're still best friends that's that's the yeah. crazy <laughs> you know i hear that a lot is like if you don't if you don't agree with me and i don't agree with you we can't be friends no that's a myth you know you can have separate really responses to something or you know i'm like you know another great example is i'm like great friends with a lot of people that don't believe the same as me in regards to like religion and whatnot right and that's like a huge thing, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you don't agree with me, like, what I believe, if I believe in God or not, like, oh, we're not friends, we can't be friends if you don't, you know, if you're, if you believe in God, we can't be friends or whatever, whatever the situation may be, or right. scenario. Uh, but now I'm friends with so many people that 
don't believe in God. I'm friends with a lot of people that do believe in God, the same that I do. I'm I'm as good friends with some pe- that with people that believe exactly as I do, and with people that believe the complete opposite as I do. Exactly, and I think that's kind of where the maturity is, where you're able to connect with those people but not yeah. just jump into the same boat. You're able to be that. Exactly, and it, but there's got to be, there's got to be a mutual agreement to disagree on those sorts of things. Right. Uh, you got to agree to disagree sometimes. I'm not going to toss people out of my life because they don't believe in God. Right. I feel like that's where a lot of Christians and, and people of faith, quote-unquote faith, mess up they go wrong because we look at the uh, don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers but that's not what that means right no you're we're we're not we're not to we're not to yes we're not to be conformed to the world you know that's a choice but that's a choice we make right that's a choice we make. Or not comfortable, but you're, you know, you're grounded in your faith and what you believe in, you know, but you're not going to be rattled or shaken. Then, you know, you can be friends with whoever you want to, as long as, you know, you know what I'm saying. No, for sure. Um, and, and I think that's like the people like draw this line and like I have boundaries, which are good. Boundaries are good. But when it comes to really like reaching other people, and, you know, you want that – it may not be about numbers, but you want your social, you know, skills and your social influence to kind of reach other people. You're going to have to be able to kind of open your mind a little bit and be like, yeah, they're not going to be like me, but that's okay. And that's a conversation I had with my mom the other day about, you know, just kind of how I am with other people and just – I kind of need to be a little bit more open-minded and yeah, just because they don't act like me or talk like me, that doesn't mean that I need to act differently around them. I just need to just be that same person and be Be who you are loving and open, you know? Right. But yeah, don't, yeah, just be open to other people's beliefs and thoughts. And because I mean, who are we? Right. Who are we to think we know better than anybody else? That's 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 how I see it. I feel like you got to stay open-minded. Just listen to people and genuinely give them that, or genuinely give them that uh, that thought. Just take in what they're saying. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like yeah, really care, really, saying. really care about what they're, you know, what they're trying to tell you, what exactly. they're saying, what they believe. You know, don't just brush it off because you know you don't believe that way. You know, that's what that's what irks me about a lot of people. They just, oh, he believes this way, so I don't really care what he has to say. I think it's a creating like a bias towards yeah, the, you know. Yeah. And, and the world's just full of biasness right now. And, and the last thing we need is just petty biasness, you know? And 
it's just it's it's like it's white and black and well i'm this and i'm that and i identify as this and i identify as that so if you don't agree with me then you're you're a fascist you're you know you're conservative yeah, you're, yeah. you know and and it, it's ridiculous and it's getting worse and worse every day um but on to other things um which yeah, we yeah, talk yeah. great. I can, talk about, I can talk about people. I can talk about people are my passion. If you know me, you know that people are my passion. I'm passionate about people because if we lived in a world without people, we wouldn't even be talking about people. No, we'd just be picking berries and building fires, and you know, <laughs> we wouldn't even. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Um, the world, the world was created for us. We weren't created for the world. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Well, uh, you know. Okay, so yesterday I had texted you about some, <laughs> your top five favorite movies because I couldn't remember your fifth one, but I, I, <laughs> I kind of just now cheated, but. I did remember four out of the five, so I hope that counts something for accounts. Wait, okay, yeah. I think you had missed the Tom Cruise one. Yeah, which is crazy, right? Why would you say that instead of just calling it what it is, War of the Worlds? Because Tom Cruise has a lot of good ones. Um, <laughs> um, but one of the that things... That kind of caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things we connect on a lot on are our films, and we could talk about films all day. And um, those of you that don't like the movie War of the Worlds, hey, be careful! You don't have you don't have good taste in movies. Be careful, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, so yes, yeah, so uh, I know your top four favorite movies, but do you know my top five favorite movies? Of course, I know your top five favorite movies. They are All the Boys Love Mandy Lane. (laughs) (laughs) Halloween 3. What else? What else? (laughs) No, okay. Um, (laughs) Your top five favorite movies are. Wow, I don't even remember right now. Oh, no. I'm drawing a blank. Okay. Hold on, hold on. Well, let me guess yours first. Let me do yours first, and then... You already know them. We already... You already... Okay, but I, they don't know it. So, okay, Nick good. Nick likes his, his top five favorite movies. And for the record, again, I got four out of the five. I just can't remember the fifth one. But the number one, um, Where the Red Friends Grow... Um, Joker with Walking Phoenix, um, World of Worlds with Tom Cruise, No Country for Old Men. Is that four? That's four, and the fifth one is. And the fifth one is um, what is the fifth one? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. The Machinist with Christian Bale. Yes. Yeah. If you have not seen The Machinist with Christian Bale, watch that movie. It's amazing. Highly suggested. <laughs> 10 out of 10 movie. Masterpiece of a movie. Uh, it's solid. All right. Okay, yours is Logan. Yes. 
I just remembered that. Yes. Logan's one of them. And then... Man, I know you took the flight off, right? It was the flight with Denzel Washington. Yes. Um, you took that off your top five, and you replaced it with something. Yes. But I do, if Denzel Washington listens to this podcast... Um, I do love the flight movie so, 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 so much, but it's in another category for me. Not my top five, but maybe my top five inspirational movies. <clears throat> yeah. I still need to see it. Oh, loser. Oh, The Judge. Yes. Okay, that's two. The Judge with Robert Downey Jr. Another one that I haven't seen yet. Ugh. And I own it. I own two copies, actually. Both unopened. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know why I got a second copy. I just, I <laughs> guess I just forgot that I had bought it before. Right. And I seen it somewhere else and I had bought it again. Okay, wait, wait. We have to tell people before you keep going on your top five story, five, top five of my movies. Nick is a, uh, a movie collection fanatic. Oh, I'm a DVD. Yeah, I'm a, a DVD, DVD fanatic. You thought I was bad. Nick's bad. Nick, you buy the same movie like three times because you want a different case for each one. <laughs> that or I genuinely forget that I bought it before because I have so many movies and I had bought so many movies that you just like, forget. I, I forget what I what's in my collection. You know, honestly, I, just buy the movie again later. I can like in my brain do a library and like when Brent is like, "Do we own this movie?" I literally in my mind photogenically scroll through my movie cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, me nope, too. I remember pulling this one out. Here's ask where it me, is. <laughs> ask me if I own a movie. I think about a, a random movie and ask me if I own it. Uh, do you own American Hustle? Yes. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yeah, I do actually, yes. Do you own... Um... <laughs> Taken. No, I do. Oh! I do. I need to get that collection for sure. I own all three. Great movies. Oh, my. Oh, so no. Um, do you own... I know the answer to this, but do you own Lone Survivor? Yes. Obviously. Um, so, okay, what... For all the viewers out there, Mark Wahlberg is one of my favorite actors he's great did you know he was in dallas the other night right yeah he was serving up drinks i seen that he was i wanted to go so bad while the tornado sirens were going off he was he was in the bar serving drinks i was gonna take yeah. off work on friday go i wasn't gonna tell anybody i was gonna just call into work i was gonna go meet him on friday and then yeah, go get a picture and then just send you a picture randomly of me with Mark Wahlberg. Not tell you anything. Dude, awesome. And just, just sent you a random picture and you'd be like, wait, what? Bro, I would have been, been so mad. Oh, like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So cool. But I didn't do it because I'm, I'm a good soldier and I show up to work even though I don't want to. Um, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Mr. Wahlberg, it's my boy right there, my homie. Yep. Um. So, okay, do you know the other three movies? 
He's not going to get it. I'm not going to guess him. Go ahead. Okay, so I want to say that number three definitely is um, uh, The Dark Knight. How'd you forget oh The Dark Knight? How could I forget that? I don't know. It's definitely because I, I always tell you two out of the five are definitely superhero movies. Or yeah. is it? Yeah. So, wow. yeah. So you have number one, um, Logan. Number two, The Judge. Number three, The Dark Knight. Number four, Sicario. Really? Yeah. You don't know that? That's what you replaced The Flight with. Yes. Because I watched yeah. it and I just... Every time I, I watch it, I'm just so enamored with how good it is. It's so good. I need to see it. Ah, oh, man. Um, number, um, so that was number four. Number five is, um, um, oh, that's right. Star Trek Into Darkness. I forgot my own fifth movie. How about that? What? Star Trek Into Darkness. No, that was never one of them. Yeah, movies. yeah, it was. I swear. It's my favorite one out of the entire trilogy, and I watch it all the time. I'm constantly watching that movie. Ask Brenda. Wow. Yeah. We shoot every time she's like, let's watch Star Trek. I never start with the first one. I always put that one in. And she's like, why are you starting with the second one? I'm like, because you obviously know the <laughs> second one's my favorite one, so why wouldn't I? But... Um, well, yeah, so that's, that's my top five. Write them down and remember them. Sleep on them. Nick, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, obviously we can go on and on and on and probably have our own entire podcast on things. We can um, literally, <laughs> we can make like hour long episodes. I feel like. Talk about random stuff all day. I feel like I the last. During these conversations, we rabbit trailed into like some random stuff yeah listeners uh, you don't even know how much we're sparing you right now you you got a little bit of what could happen when the two of just, us talk we just be chilling talking yes um you 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 literally just got a little slice of it but we could go on and on i mean we haven't even gotten to like our personal stories and stuff i feel like we're gonna have to definitely do another podcast together and just just like do like an hour hour and a half or two hour session of nothing but talking we we need to have like a uh like a three-way four-way call don't 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 say that <laughs> I was like, whoa, 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 stop, stop, yeah, stop, yeah, before yeah, you yeah, go any yeah. further. <laughs> I, I My mom good. listens to this. <laughs> That's why I was like, I don't have a small, small, small. We need to have like a three-way, three-way call um, with other people, like Lindsay, your friend Lindsay. Isaiah, we need to have Isaiah. Isaiah. Yeah. And, 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 and Brenda. <laughs> We need that. Well, we should do a couples call with you and your wife. Um, Nick's wife is named Athlete, by the way, um, and Brenda and I, and like have like a uh, um, relationship, you know, like um, sort of sesh. That'd be awesome. Absolutely, that'd be great. Nick, be where can people find you if they want to follow you? <clears throat> follow me on Instagram. Um, Native American Ninja. Yeah, yeah. Hit me up on Facebook. 
Snapchat, whatever. Yeah. And my my Instagram is Native Ninja 17 American Ninja. Okay. Well, again, Nick, thank you so much for doing this. Um, I'm going to wear this new hat all day because of you, as I feel really good. Um, awesome. But, yeah, thank you so much for doing this, guys. Um, Nick, you have a great day, and I will hit you up later, obviously. All right, bro. Call me later. All right. Podcast. Can't wait to be on it again. And, bro, I'm going to go watch your other yeah, you're ten. You're number eleven, so you are actually going to be episode ten. But I did a session this week, um, and so now you're episode eleven. So, but yeah, you now have ten episodes to catch up on. Sounds good. All right, talk to you later. Bye, bro. Bye. Bye. Well, guys, that was our session with Nick. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, like I said, follow my boy Nick, Native Amer Ninja uh, 17 on Instagram. And guys, go rate and like the episodes. Uh, it helps immensely. Go follow on TikToks, Instagram, and Facebook at The Takeaway 2023. Thank you for listening. Thank you for um, just the support and love. I'm absolutely uh, baffled by it. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hope you guys have a great week. Come back in. It will be March 14th. I'm going to be having my guest, guest, Caleb Crocker. I'm so excited to have him on. But that is going to be an exciting one. But until then, guys, enjoy Glades 80 Miles and have a great weekend. Who's